Welcome to the Theory of DFS podcast. I'm Jordan Cooper, uh, the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. Join with me, as always, throughout the NFL season from Stochastic, the High Stakes podcast. The, on the contrary, the NFL Tournament Strategy Show, the Showdown articles, the Showdown videos, NFL all the time, it's Neil Orfield. I think we both lost this, this past week. Correct. Yeah, this was a, if you faded the chalk, you did not do that well this week. And I didn't even fade the chalk in cash games, and uh, I won on FanDuel, lost on DraftKings, made money on props. I don't see how you can't make money on props. It's, it's, it's I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So I had a great day in props. I think I made a grand or so. 800 to a thousand. I went 15 and 10 or 16 and 10. Uh, Not bad. On, on props. And now I'm doing NBA stuff now. I'm I'm doing, I'm doing. playing more in props than I am in, in DFS now. Like Yeah, you seem to be getting super into the props. Uh, and I, I can't do that with you because I can't play. Although I can, I guess I can play on prize picks and no disadvantage, those types of sites. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. Because I, I can't bet on sports books in Kentucky. I mean, I can't bet legally. I can, I just can't do it legally. And you, um, you enjoy that more than DFS, or are you just doing it because you're profiting so much? Oh, I enjoy profiting. I do show. So maybe, right, maybe so, I should check that so out. What does it matter? How? What, what, yeah. All yeah. it is is like, okay, let's look at the projections. Let's look at the lines. Okay, which ones are off by a lot? And bing, bong, bing, put them all together, right? And then yeah. you just let, let, let the thing play out, and there you go. So, like, especially once the, the dead money in NFL starts, like, leaving kind of double ups in the head to head lobby. Like I'm just more likely to just don't dedicate that money to just I'll, I'll up my, I'll up my, my prop prop play. Still play Are you not seeing the, uh, the dead money leave? Are, have you seen the dead money leave yet? Cause you know, NBA coming back that some of the contests have been a little bit smaller for NFL. Uh, I don't know if the weaker players are leaving yet though. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I mean, cash games do get typically get harder throughout the course the season just because there's more and more decent lineups and not 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 enough bad lineups yeah. but uh th- th- this past week uh yeah essentially uh if you if you jammed uh 46 on josh jacobs you did you did well and 32 percent on kenneth walker and 21 percent on austin eckler and played uh the highest on quarterback uh yeah you, you did you did pretty well and uh course i really i i had plenty of those players but not like together and yeah. uh i think that this is one of the weeks like i i take a look at, at yours your exposure you went you you went way more off the board than even i do in, in your i mean I, I often do i, I I'm, the, I'm playing the millie maker so you know it's it's not even the same as like the slant or something i have to go pretty off the board to, to try to win right. right i like to go pretty off the board right what i like what i like calling this I could bring it up uh and results db i it looking foolish until you're not exactly that's that's my approach right because uh, most weeks you're gonna look like you're the biggest idiot in the world yeah but one of the weeks maybe two of the weeks you're not gonna look like an idiot you're gonna look like a like a genius yeah. and then hopefully take down a lot of money so like but i mean like even in this week like i I was a little bit off the beaten track. You were, I mean, you were, I mean, out of the weeks of it, we, this week compared to the last six weeks, like significantly different from me, like significant, like to, to the point of, of yeah, almost stupidity. Like I was not that far off the field's ownership. As far as like, I played 56 milli lineups. Basically, yeah. 50, 50 large field lineups, and then I throw my six single and my power sweep and spy lineups into the milli for whatever reason. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it saved me money. You know what saved me money this week? I only had six single entry three max lineups because I didn't enter the power sweep and the spy that had that paid out like the min cash spots of Rainmaker cards. Okay. Because fuck don't, them. Don't I don't, want, I don't yeah. want the goddamn elevate packs. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You might as well just throw in pogs. I don't care. It doesn't, you might as well. So I'm like, I have to consider that $0. So like now all of a sudden you're taking out more money from the pool. I ain't fucking playing it. So I'm only making six instead of 10 or 11 or whatever the hell I do. 
So I don't know. Yeah. You don't typically play those contests, but like the Millie, I don't mind. But like, like I, my, 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 my top ones that I played, I played car passing stacks. Okay. Like car, Adams, Moreau types of lineups with Cooks or Pierce or Nico Collins as a run back. I played Dak lineups with like Gallup, Schultz, some Lamb. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't play that much of Amon Ross A. Brown. I played some Josh Reynolds, or I just played them without any run back. And then I also played Brady lineups. Wait, I want to I get back to, so, so you said that you think that I made some decisions that were, like, to the point of stupidity getting off the board. I'm curious which plays uh, of mine you thought were uh I didn't say they were stupid. Egregious. I didn't say, oh, I thought, I, I, I'm, I'm said, not saying. You said almost I, to the point of stupidity, I believe. So I just, I'm curious which. No, well, I'm, I'm just trying like, to exaggerate how, like, I'm, I tend to play. Some weird stuff. Yeah. Right? But this was the week where I, like... Yeah, of course, we had the week, like, two weeks ago where I, I'm playing Mitch Trubisky stacks and he got he got fucking benched. Sure. Right? I, I played Trevor Lawrence Michael last this week. week and he fucking did horrible. Like, I, yeah. I, I I could see that. and But, like, I throw one in. Like, it's like, okay, I'm, I don't mind playing some of the... Like, maybe I'm not playing Burrow as much, right? Because I knew he was going to be the highest on stack. I'm not playing Herbert as much. So it's like, I'm going to go into that mid-range of like, who's right underneath? Play, play Mahomes lineup. Play Lamar Jackson. Do that type of thing. But then I take a, I take a look at yours, and like, like Lamar was number one. Mahomes mm-hmm. was number three. And then you have Aaron Rodgers. You have played Aaron yeah. Rodgers stacks, which I didn't think were necessarily that bad. I looked, I looked at that a bit, like Rodgers, Dobbs, Tanyan type. It was kind of a lineups. last minute decision to, to do more Rodgers. Just I was like, you know, Rodgers has always had this upside. The commander's defense isn't that good. Nobody is playing Aaron Rodgers. Like it just felt like a, is this a miss? Is the field just missing? Like this is an all time great quarterback in a great spot. I know the, the pass catches aren't great, but uh, at some point somebody has got to do something right. So that was a, a stand that I took really pretty, pretty late on in my process. I decided to add in some more Rodgers stacks and of course uh, regretted that in hindsight. Right, and then you were way under on Kenneth Walker. Yep. You were under the field on Jacobs, but I was also. I mean, you still had him in yeah. a quarter of your lineups. Right, and then, I had a funny. And then you were with me and played a lot of Mixon. Yep. Because of the borrow stacks, right? I mean, like, I'm just kind of doing kind of the opposite. Brees Hall, I played a bunch of. And, of course, unfortunately, he's done for the season. Yeah, that's rough. Played a ton of Elliott as leverage off a lamb. You yep. got onto Travis at the end. He made like two or three out of my fifty-six lineups, but you still had a lot of these packies. That Dylan, nineteen percent Dylan, ten percent Jones. Obviously, Jones did well. I'd more Fournette. I'd way more Henry. I mean, I think Henry's going to be very popular this coming week against the Texans. Yep. Uh oh, and you got suckered in. Oh, I see here you got suckered in. To uh, to what? Isaiah Pacheco. I did. I got. How much did I get suckered in? I don't remember uh, exactly six, how much 6.7% Okay. Yeah, that's about what I, I didn't want to play a ton, but I was like, I, it is the Chiefs' backfield, you know, maybe they get, yeah, but it was it, it was probably a sucker's play. In the afternoon slate, I actually, I tried to play a lot more Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I didn't want to do that on the main slate. I didn't think he had that kind of upside, but on the, the four-game slate, I was like, nobody's going to go to CEH, and I want to get there. But then, uh, as you may have seen in, in Discord, I had some technical difficulties that did not allow me to play the lineups that I wanted to play, uh, so I ended up I had 100% on the afternoon slate of Josh Jacobs and Foster Moreau and the Jets defense. And then because I, long story short, I, I had also technical uh, difficulties earlier in the day with uh, drafting. So I had removed uh, somebody from my tight end spot and put in, or from my flex spot and just put in uh, Foster Moreau as a placeholder in my flex spot. So I had him locked into the flex spot and as a, a way of getting around it in doing late swap, I had to... Uh, I had to go and I had to uh, lock in another tight end as well uh, to make it work in Fantasy Cruncher. And so I, I locked in Gerald Everett in the tight end spot. And that, that ended up biting me. But I ended up making money despite uh, despite having all those players locked in just because Josh Jacobs did so well for the afternoon slate. Right. I mean, the thing about Pacheco is that, like, the news came out. He's going to be the starting. He's going to be the starter. What the fuck yeah. does that matter? Does I mean, come yeah. on. So he... It was, I thought it mattered in terms of he's probably going to get at least like 40, 50% of the workload. Like, because he, he had had a lot of games where he, you know, the, the previous Chiefs game, he played very few snaps. So it was like he, he was not involved in the offense at all. I thought the starter at least gives him 
a floor. And honestly, the the CEH touchdown drive, it was Pacheco ran the ball, returned it for like 50 yards. So then he was winded. They took him out and just left uh, CEH in. So I think it was a little bit fluky there that he was out of the game because he had, you know, had such a long return. They didn't put him back in right away. I just figured that the news would just make him more. I mean, he, he was four and a half percent owned. Like if that story, if that news did not come out, he would have been one person. He would have been under one percent off. But he also would have been a worse play. Like he would have been. He wouldn't have had the same floor and ceiling combo. I, I think if he, if that news had not come out. Just like who's the, who cares about who the starter? He's going to take the first snap. Wow, thanks. I, that only matters. no. But there was more to it. There, there was more to the reports than that. Just that he's starting. It was. It's good. It had been uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire with Jared McKinnon with a splash of. Isaiah Pacheco, we're expecting it now to be Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Alaire with a splash of Jarek McKinnon mixed in. So it was, you know, th- there was more to the report than just he's the well, starter. Who reported it, was... it? Yeah, I know. Okay, well, that's where I got suffered oh, in. You can never trust Ian Rabb. Okay. All right, got... that's fair. That... Fucking All right, I'll admit, it. I... I'll admit that... it, I get sucked in, yeah. Right, you don't let, uh, Ian Rappaport can say the sky is blue. I'm still going to look up. Yeah. I'd... I mean, come yeah. on, really? I hear you. Like if it was yeah. Schefter, I, I I probably wouldn't have even mentioned it. I'd be like, okay, maybe maybe he does get half of the work. Maybe he does what fucking rap sheet. Yeah, he did. He had what eight carries? I mean, obviously not what we, what you're hoping right, I'm, for. I'm just saying because the ownership back. one. I mean, like it's just that like yeah, in yeah. relation to the ownership, you might as well. I mean, you played some Hubbard and Foreman, and I thought that I thought that was fine at that ownership. I thought uh, it just like off the like like yeah, you played you played some of the chalk, but it just like. Like your 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 cumulative ownership in your lineups is way lower than mine, which yeah, I'm, I'm which is, I'm not. Nothing's wrong with that. It's you're that obviously you look really foolish on a week like like this one where yeah where lineups with two hundred plus percentage points of cumulative ownership are winning, yeah, because like not all great. everything. I mean, literally everything. I mean, Lamb was like the only one to not smash. And he's the one I played. I played twenty one percent of Lamb, and he was twenty seven. So I was like pretty close to the field, obviously under, but right. And the defense really didn't matter. Yeah. So, and you played a lot of Robert Woods, which which I was fine with. I played a bunch of Woods also. I mean, I had so much a, a Gallup zero, Dobbs zero. I had I had MVS until Juju had more points than him. Yeah. You play twelve percent Sammy Watkins. I guess if you're double stacking Rogers, you're gonna have to throw in some. You're gonna have to throw in some people. Yeah, that was. I was. Uh, I, I put in a very low projection for him, and it was. Still, I was getting to like twenty percent at one point, and I had to keep cutting back, and that's just what it what it cut back to before I thought I need to move on to Fanduel. Yeah, you played very little of Carr. Like it's it's almost like you you did the opposite. that was intentional yeah right. so I, I didn't want to play we had we had car as just negative leverage in the stochastic tools and I was I wasn't that high I might have still played some Devonta Adams but uh, it just wasn't a spot that stuck out to me I, I knew that I really wanted to play some Mahomes I wanted to play that uh, that Tennessee indie game was uh, an ugly game that I wanted to get big parts of I wanted to play Lamar I ended up deciding I wanted to go up to uh, Aaron Rodgers so. I just uh, had to sacrifice some Derek Carr there. No, I, I, de- I Derek Carr is positive only because I Jacob's ownership much higher. Sure. Uh, yeah, I almost true. feel like, I, I almost feel like people, I mean, there was basically one, there was one player on the slate that I was surprised at the ownership. Everything else, like, like, do people, do people need to hire me as like the independent ownership consultants? Maybe like people had the Jets defense projected at twenty two percent ownership. I I I put it at thirty five. Like wow. like easily, Jake. The people had Jacobs at like twenty eight percent projected. I put him at thirty eight. Right. I mean, like yep. Kenneth Walker was like twenty percent on. I put him at twenty eight. Eckler came in around because he's eighty three hundred, and that's the, what happened. And and people had Burrow as like the fifth highest on quarterback. I bumped them up to fifteen percent. I'm like, it's gonna be Burrow Higgins. Pipeline. I mean, like, yeah, it, it does seem intuitively the seventeen percent on Joe Burrow does make sense. Like they were in a great matchup against the Falcons. Of course, we were want to play Joe Burrow. Um, and it's in and retrospect, it's, it's on a slate where we don't have Josh Allen, we don't have Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. And people have no one to pair with Bateman back. Andrew's projection goes down a bit, so Lamar doesn't. Like people would love to play Lamar, but the stacking partners and he didn't really have much like three K value or anything. So like. 
So Lamar was going to be lower owned. Mahomes was going to be lower owned. You couldn't to fit in Kelsey gave you weird lineups. So it's yeah. like, where are people going to go to stack? And it's like, I think they're going to, I think they're going to Dak. I think they're going to Burrow, right? Yeah. And and then obviously Gino or something like that. I get it, but a lot of people don't like playing him. So you just, I, I mean, I adjust ownership based on that. And once you start adjusting ownership like that, like Mixon comes down, Elliott comes down. Uh, the, I mean, the only guy, why is Alec Pierce 17% owned? Yes. What happened? We had him, I, that's we had him for 4.6. So I, I liked Alec Pierce at the 4.6% ownership. That was, as I said, a game environment that I was targeting. So I got to 9.6% of Alec Pierce thinking I was going to be double the field there because he's been just pretty involved in the offense. Great game environment. I thought it, there, there could have been fireworks there. Of course, I didn't know uh, or I, I forgot how much Matt Ryan sucks. Uh, maybe pro- probably shouldn't have played so much Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman, but it was a game environment that I was targeting. Yeah, but what, what, how does he get to that ownership though? I don't know. That's uh, was not expecting that. Right. That's the only. That's the only thing that stood out to me. I mean, it's not like I had a much of him. I still had some Alec Pierce, but like in that range, I was playing more. Like I played Renfro. I played DJ Moore. I played Romeo Dobbs. I played Rob- Robert, which is a little bit more expensive than that. So that was the only thing that surprised me. Like Alec, Alec Pierce, I had it like 8% owned or 7 or 8 or something like that. Yeah. And he came in at 17. It didn't really it didn't really change much of the other thing. I had Higgins over Chase. I had Chase a little bit lower on. I had Chase at like 12. I had Godwin about right. I Gallup I was off on. Gallup I thought would be like 10%. Still higher than his. I think some sites had him at like 6 or 7% owned. And I bumped him up to 10 Easily, because then people are going to double stack Dak, right? They're going to play something right. like that, right? The tight ends were weird. The tight ends, I just like kind of evened out. Like, I didn't, who's going to be more on Otten, Moreau, or Dulcich? So right. I, I, I chose, I put Otten at number one. I had him, I mean, I cleared out my ownership, but I think I had him at like 12. I just put him slightly over Moreau is because, uh, more people, because I bumped up Josh Jacobs' ownership, which means he's less likely to appear in lineups in GPPs with Moreau in them, because people aren't going to play Carr, Jacobs, Moreau. They would probably stack Carr with Renfro or Adams and right. not Jacobs or, you know, do something like that. So it's like Brady's going to be lower owned than Otten, and then no one's playing fucking Brett Rippon. So, like, no. Dulcich was going to be easily the third out of that. You know I, what don't I, know. I don't know. Like, you, I don't know. Like Neil, you don't think through any of it. You just like just blindly, just I just whatever the numbers are. I mean, not entirely. I yeah, no, I, I do think it through. I did not anticipate Burrow being so high just because there were so many other quarterbacks that I thought uh, could get there. And and I guess so in general, I think that you know the the ownership projections that I get from Stochastic are going to be better than what I would think intuitively. So that's like mm-hmm. you know. Oftentimes it does come out where things are maybe a little bit closer to what intuitive, like for me, Joe Burrow was a great play against the Falcons. Uh, We had him fairly low owned. Uh, So I guess. Yeah, but at that ownership. Yeah, but at at the highest owned, like that's the reason why I had less of him. If, if Burrow was actually going to be owned, if Chase was going to be 8% owned and Burrow was 8% and Higgins was the chalky guy at like 18. Right. And then Boyd barely owned, which was true anyway. And then Mixon higher, if Mixon was 16, 17%, I would have had I would have had more Burrow than Mixon. But right. I switched the ownership. And once I switched the ownership, like I'm getting a I'm getting Mixon for relative value. And I'm like, I'm getting all these Burrow stacks as being negative relative value. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play less Burrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna play more. I mean, I played like Hayden Hurst in those lineups, like you know, Burrow, Chase Hurst, not play Higgins. And then play like Drake London or something as a run back, which the, the, the Falcons, they could be down three touchdowns. They're still running the ball. It's insane how little they, yeah, that that's a, one of my bigger regrets too, is just requiring a run back in that game. There were games this week that I said, don't require a run back, uh, but that was not one of them because I thought, you know, the Cincinnati defense, I think that this Atlanta offense is good enough to get somebody there. There will be somebody from this Atlanta offense that will do something. And of course uh, that did not happen. So all my, all my Cincy stacks were dead. And then uh, a lot of people were the Amon Ra Brown, the Amon Ra St. Brown. The thing that I did in my lineups with, with St. Brown is that I played less of him, but I only played him 
in cor in correlated fashion because I I wouldn't think the Lions trucked the the Cowboys. So most likely, if Amon Ross St. Brown has a good game, one of these Cowboys has a good game. And once you pair him with a 60-whatever-hundred-dollar lamb, like then you might as well have Dak Prescott in that lineup at that point. Yeah. Right? So like I, I built a lot of groups like that, which, I mean, ended up working out for me on not losing more money. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything anything that stood out on this slate? So I, what, one mistake that I made, or, you know, in retrospect, it was a mistake. I was really high on a lot of tight ends this week. I thought there were a lot of tight ends that were in great spots. So I had a lot of double tight end lineups, which I mean, I, I never That's said. That's not a mistake kind of though. Yeah. No, no, in retrospect though, it looks bad because uh, none of the tight ends did that. Well, George Kittle did fairly well, but for the most part, the tight ends were kind of shitty and you know, there weren't that many, I guess Jacobs and Chase were some good pay up options, but like the, the high-end tight ends didn't work out, and then the low-end tight ends didn't really do all that much uh, that would help you get to a bunch of great high-end plays either. I mean, Ch uh, Chase was obviously went off, and then Jacobs with 6,500 went off, so you didn't necessarily need the savings of the cheap guys, and then the expensive guys didn't do that well, so I don't know. It didn't, did not work out, uh, but no, yeah, I don't think it was a mistake. It just uh, didn't work out this week. Uh, I think I think maybe not playing too double cheap. Right. I'm saying like I I played lineups with Andrews in the flex with Kittle in the flex like something yeah. even Pitts I could even like someone with like ups someone with wide receiver upside yeah, exactly. but but I mean am I, I am I am I am I playing fucking Kadot and Foster Moreau lineups right those ones I don't like as much if if they happen in my lineups I don't like group them out um, but. So I, I don't think I get to a ton of those. But yeah, there were a lot of... And I would add Gerald Everett, I thought, was in a good enough spot that he had kind of wide receiver type upside at a cheap price tag. I don't know. There was a... I had a number of double tight end lineups uh, and they just did not pan out. Uh, have you started to play NBA? Uh, here and there. I've been... I have not played every day. I didn't play uh, Sunday. I don't think I played Saturday either, except for, uh, the, the late night slate where I played a, a single entry that ended up winning the slate, uh, pretty luckily. Um, but other than that, I think it took Saturday off, didn't play Sunday. I will play, probably won't play tonight because of Monday night football. I'll probably play just when there's not football in general. Right. And NBA, NBA, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the same thing that I did in MLB. So I'm, What's I'm, that? I'm, I'm, I'm essentially, I'm playing triple ups and three okay. bands. Yeah. And just flipping whatever, and then I'm playing two GPP lineups, small field stuff, and then just hammering all the props, right? So like just like prop city, and then that not have to deal with like until football season's over. Maybe when football season's over, then I could get into like building fifty lineups and large field stuff and whatever. Uh, I don't know if you noticed in NBA, it's 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 been it's been what? It's not even a week into the season, right? It's five days. Uh something like that what's today today's monday yeah. yeah i think the first game was tuesday right it's not week. even a weekend they're still their team's tanking already yeah like like the, not the, a surprise the, either no but i mean how does that i mean I'm, I'm 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 paying attention i'm not watching the games but i'm paying attention to you know play by play who's in who's out and it seems like for like already some of these teams it's like oh we're getting out to too big of a lead bench all the starters you, you're, play, really you you're playing too well. You're you're playing too well. Sit down. Like, and you're sitting there going, how do you allocate minutes now? That's a difficult thing for DFS, right? <laughs> yeah. You just don't play guys from that team because you know if they're doing too well, they're not going to play a full game, I guess. Is that the approach? You just don't I play don't, guys I from taking know, teams? but the Pacers, what's the hell's going on with the Pacers? I, I, I don't even know what you're referring to because I, I guess I have not been paying close. Oh, you attention. haven't been paying. The Pacers are like, they start different people. They bait hockey line, you know, just like all five of you gone. Well, they, they, they've had uh, some injuries already, haven't they? They had uh, Jalen Smith got hurt in one game. And uh, I feel like they've, they've had a couple injuries. So they've been. Yeah, then one. he came back and then he got benched in the middle of the game. Then this guy starts and then Isaiah Jackson's in. Then he got spurred the Spurs. Yeah. Right, everyone was underpriced on the Spurs, and then it's like they don't want to win games, and they won, and they beat the Sixers. It's like, but you have to look at some of these teams and go, like, like the dude, the Spurs tried to lose the game and couldn't even do that. Do you think that you think they're trying to lose the game? You think Greg Popovich wants to lose games? Yes. Really? Okay. But they, but the thing is that they can't, they can't, they can't make it obvious. 
True. Yeah. So, but this is this. I I I made I made a hypothesis. I don't have I don't have the ability nor the data to to uh, to run this test. I want to see the difference in if you if you call a team a tanking team, mm-hmm. what the difference in rotations and minutes, home versus away. If they'll play the stars at home more so than away, right? Because obviously they want people coming to the games, and if you're if you're if you're playing at home in front of your home crowd that you want to be happy, one you're more likely to play the players that they paid to see, right? Now some of these yep. teams don't have any players worth paying to see, but I mean, but it, just in general, if you're going to Spurs game, I want to see Keldon Johnson. I don't know who says that, but someone is, uh, and then also. They'd be a little bit, at least, more inclined to uh, to either win or keep the game more competitive until the end, because the home crowd doesn't want to have to like, oh, that they've been being blown out by thirty eight points heading into the fourth quarter, yeah. and and leave on a bad note and say, I don't want to come back to a game or anything like that. But on the road, they're more they're more likely to like, we don't give two shits. Let this let, let the home team win by fifty. We don't give a fuck. Well, so do you, do you think we'll be able to see just by looking at like home and away splits for minutes, or do you think they're actually playing like bad lineups, like like not even just like the minutes, but playing like three big men together types of things to take? I have no idea, yeah. but I mean, from a, intuitively, it makes sense that if you're going to purposely lose, I mean, I think it's also the, very similar to like rest situations. Like I think that if they if they're gonna sit Giannis, it's more likely they sit him on a road game than they do on a home game because yep. people want to see Giannis play when they're in Milwaukee, right? I mean, like that was that was the whole uh, the the reason behind me not playing Jamal Murray and, and jamming Ish Smith on Friday when uh, when Ish Smith got zero minutes. Jamal <laughs> Jamal Murray didn't play. Ish Smith didn't start and did not play off the bench, so that uh, did not work out for me. But that I was wanna, the last. I just want to know whether or not play. that's 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 like a viable thing where if they're home, we could, that the minutes are, are a little bit more, I know less fragile. They're, they're less fragile than, because that's what really it's coming down to. It's just minutes. Yeah. Of, yeah. Are they going to bend like, okay, four minutes in. Okay. This guy's benched. Like, dude, he just, he, he went on a 13 point run. Yeah. Too good. Too good. At some point, maybe we can't play players from the tanking teams because even like even the backups you, you can't play because if then if they do too well are they gonna get pulled you know is that, that going to be a concern at some point right you have to play the guy the guys off the back of the bench right but, really but if they do too guys. well if they're, if they're doing well enough they're just gonna get pulled so you got to play guys that are just horrible at defense so like they can put up the fantasy points and still not uh help their team win right okay that could be that could be the, the highest minutes plus minus negative players yeah Right, so it uh, does. You can okay, do Jamal really Crawford well. as an example. Like he, you know, if he played a lot of minutes, his team wouldn't do that well, but he would put up some fantasy points. Right. We're well, I mean, what are you? Out. What are your general thoughts? NBA DFS heading into. Well, I mean, what are your plans? Are you just sticking? You know, you play large field, whatever. Just like anything. Yeah, else? I think I'm. I think I am going to stick to mostly large field. I think. I don't think I'm fully uh, as mentally prepared this year as I have been in the past. I think I might not 150 max full time in NBA. Uh, Also, because I'm not doing content related to it and because I am having a down year this year. So I have less like, oh, I just have all this money to play in NBA DFS. I just don't feel as flush as I did last year. So I think I'm going to maybe cut back a little bit on my NBA. I haven't been playing the days where I have NFL just because partially because I'm doing so much content related to NFL that it's like, uh, all of my headspace is going towards these NFL sites, and I don't really want to half-ass an NBA slate because that can that can really bite you pretty quickly. So I think on the days when there's no NFL, I will play NBA. I don't know if I'll 150 max. I'll probably just still play those uh, bigger contests. But I'm also I have season tickets split with some friends. I'm going to be going to a lot of games. That makes it a little bit harder to manage NBA. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. So far, I, I have not been asked to do any NBA content. Uh, I think if I were doing content, I would you know feel more. Uh, inclined to play the slates after doing the research and stuff but um yeah i think currently the plan is just i'll play nba on the days when there's no nfl and i don't already have plans okay i mean but i mean that's very similar to me i mean typically i'm not playing nba on the weekends right because i have soccer mma on saturdays and then nfl on sundays but then during the week i mean that, that's nba time and also i don't like playing the small slates when they have a two game three game i typically yep. don't play those same 
right? But I mean, I like I like the organization of time now that I've devoted more more money into props is because it's outside of like the rando, this guy's out out of the blue. Let's rush to jam in props that are absolutely inefficient. Most of the work you do in the morning, most of, I mean, not yeah. work, whatever. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking through doing all the comparisons going, let me find, let me write them down. Okay. Let me spend the next half an hour round robining all these. Maybe they'll put some more up an hour or two from now with the later games. I'll look through those round robin, whatever I could find there. And then I'm done. I mean, like then, you know, now it's DFS. Now, now an hour or two before the slate, then it's DFS mode. So I could, right. I could, I could wake up. I could do my pregame show on Roto Grinders from you know eleven, twelve, then twelve o'clock. Get all my props in. You know, take a nap or whatever. I don't know, whatever the hell I do. I record a podcast like this, and then yeah. get around till you know five thirty injury report update, and then then all, and then not make one hundred fifty lineups. Not even make a lot of lineups. I'm basically I'm aggregating projections. I'm getting multiple projection sets from around the industry. And then I'm running them through the correlation matrix as part of the theory of DFS advanced course. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing what, what combinations are, are the most used and then not playing those combinations and playing basically the highest projected lineup of not that com- of not the highest combinations. That is the lowest co- correlation coefficient. And that's my triple up five quintuple up lineup. And then I'm choosing two more that are similar to that, that have a, a, the sim, a similar correlation coefficient, but probably a little bit, le- slightly less owned for as high of a projection I could get. And then those are my two, those are, you know, playing the $100 showtime or the $200 splash or something, you know, under a thousand entry, small field, mm-hmm. and then I'm done. And then like if a late swap needs to be made, I mean, I could do that on my phone. Right. Right. I mean, I could, I could, I mean, I, I don't have to rush anywhere. To do anything, I don't have to swap out a million things. Like there, that's it. And then, and then I have all the and so like like on like tonight's slate, for instance, like I'll have like I think maybe maybe a thousand dollars, twelve hundred bucks in DFS, and then like like five or six grand in props. Wow. And then do something, and then like that, like what? Why am I playing double ups? Like I've why am I doing that? Why it. am I playing head heads? My ROI and and and. I, I could pull up Roto Tracker. I think my my lifetime ROI in in basketball across both sites, across FanDuel and DraftKings, is like two and a half percent. Yeah, with, with the rake and everybody like the the best approach generally being play who everybody else is playing. I just it's really hard to find much edge there. I would think. Right, my R my ROI on 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 prize picks right now is a little over eleven percent. Yeah, that's worth playing. So like, why? Like sometimes the sometimes the simplest question is just like why 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 am I doing this? I mean like 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 sometimes it's like yeah I I, I like playing DFS but like if it's easier to make more money and less time yep. doing this then why the hell not? Yeah, it's it seems like a good approach to me. Right. Other than GPPs, like GPPs, there's a lot more game theory, but for cash games like. What am I supposed to do? I'll, I'll let me aggregate, press the button, and go. Okay, that's it. I think you can get still get away with doing that on Fanduel. Yeah, DraftKings. I, think I so mean, too. even that season that I played like the optimal straight all the way through, like DraftKings, I broke even. Like Fanduel is where I made all the money, right? So like, I could see doing that on Fanduel, but I think that's true in both GPPs and cash games. Fanduel is just so much softer. Yeah, I think so. I know, and I think so also. the The thing is, is that even if you do that, you know what you spend most of your time doing throughout the day? No. Registering for contests. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, because even on Fanduel, like if you're playing low stakes, like I'd be like dollar fifty fifties, two dollar fifty, and you have to wait for them to respawn new ones, and yeah. then go through the head to head lobby. Like, it, like it would be like every every half an hour, every hour. For five minutes and then constantly updating like that's what you're doing throughout the day yeah and this for like dude for like props it's like on tonight's slate i got one two i got like 15 props or something now some of them are correlated to each other right i mitigate risk by like if something is off it's t- a lot of times it's off on everything 
Mm-hmm. Like if a player is off, like for instance, their points are off and their points, rebounds, assists are off and their fantasy score is off. So like I mitigate my risk by whatever I would normally do on one thing. I just split it amongst all three or mm-hmm. all four or whatever it is. So it's like, it's quite possible. It's like, oh, he didn't score enough points, but he made it up in assists and rebounds. And okay. I won that prop and not this one. Even though, like, the discrepancies between both are, like, about even. Instead of just choosing one, I'm just like, well, I'll just... Like, if I normally play $25, if I normally play $50 on this, and there's two of them, I'll go 25 using, each. Using sports betting terminology, you're splitting up your unit across... The, you're playing, you know, a quarter of a unit and four different bets? Right. That would be a better way. That would be a better way, even though units are not... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't I. Uh, is that a new thing? I didn't even know what that meant until like two months ago when I finally asked somebody in uh, in a, a Discord that you and I are both in. They're like, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just like a standard uh, set, a standard amount of money that that person chooses to play on bets, right? It's like doesn't even it varies person to person. Yeah, that's it's not, not even but that's like, not how you bet. Like I'm not I, a sports I, guy. I don't know because I, I I bet on sports for like a two year period. Mm-hmm. Made made money baseball primarily right baseball almost all the, the entire time, uh, it was always a percentage. Like it was always like you know you you you're betting X percent of your bankroll based on Kelly or some version of Kelly a quarter Kelly whatever the hell it is. There's no units. There's no standard unit side. There's no, no how much are your units? I I don't I I don't nothing like what what units I don't come up with a unit number. Right, yeah. Now on prize sticks and whatever to make it easy to have a setting, whatever. A lot, most of the time, I'm I'm, I'm putting twenty five bucks on 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 round robin. Of course, I'm playing a ton, so like it's and it adds up over over it. So I like on a specific prop, I may have three hundred bucks on it in total, but it's split yeah. up, you know, on twelve different things. Uh, but I never thought in units. I just like okay, what percent? What what is the bankroll? Then I'm setting aside for this. Then going, okay, based on this edge, how much percentage should, like, maybe an average bet, the average bet, if anything, would be. And then adjusting, like, the bigger the bigger edge I have, I uh, now obviously I could run it through a Kelly calculator, but I could eyeball that as well. So, like, that's why, like, some of my prize picks are $25, some are 30 some are 40 some are 70 Right, some like it, it. If I see something that's really off with, if I see one thing that's really off with another thing that's really off, like expect me to, like, oh, I'll put twenty five on that. No, I'm putting a hundred on that. Like I'm putting right. like yeah. way more on that. Yet the ones that are closer, and it's like, okay, well, that's, this is that's a, large a four unit, unit bet. Then come on, a four, that's oh, just a four okay. unit so bet. So it's a four units there because it, that's what I've gathered from Twitter. I don't know. Seems like it's tout speak. It doesn't mean anything. It does seem like tout speak. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything as right. far as I can tell. It means basically this is the, gonna, your level of confidence in the bet is more units. But it's not confidence. It's how much edge you have in a bet. Like it's not even. I'm sure, not confident sure. of anything. Right, confidence relative to the return, and yeah, it's. Uh, right. I don't know. If you believe that yeah. you have a sixty-eight percent edge here, you should be betting X amount percentage of your bankroll. But like unit, how many units make up your bankroll? I don't know. Like what hap- what happens if you only have a five unit bankroll? One unit is a lot. Right. Right? If you have a seven million unit bankroll, one unit is nothing. And I see I some. I maybe see maybe some it's a hundred units as a bankroll. I, I don't I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? I don't, don't sports bet. I don't really me. care. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know either. And then I see people that are like, oh, I'm betting this fifty units. Right. What the fuck did that might as well not have have units then? And then what does that mean? Right. Fifty know. times your average bet size is that what? No, that's not what they're saying. They just don't use one unit, like the fucking units. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put down one unit, right? <laughs> sure, put down right. one unit. One unit. I'm, I'm betting. I'm betting a no balls guy. Yeah. Speaking of Unix, no Game of Thrones for two years now. I don't know if you care. I just learned that last night. That last night was. I learned a that last night was the last episode of season one, and then also that uh, b that. Season two isn't coming until 2024, and I'm I'm upset about that. But that's the way that it was with Game of Thrones also. No, Game of Thrones is every year. No, this, the difference between, I think, four and five was two years, or five and six was there two years. There might have been one season where there was a two-year gap. Okay, uh, so there you go. Here you're getting another one. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it though. I want, you know, they, they had all this time, all this production went into it and now I don't get to watch it for yeah, see, years. This, this and is... no succession for another six months. So, uh, even, even more upset there or this not even, the they didn't even give us a time. They just said spring. This is the reason why you just wait, right? I can, I'll watch House of Dragons. That would have been a good idea, but people are talking about it all the time. I don't know. So uh, don't so yeah. talk to those people. Well, okay. I, I, I guess I could just not go on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I, there is definitely merit to waiting. There are a lot of shows that I have waited on and I'm very glad that I did. And also you have shows that you, there's too, too much content on for you to watch right now. True. You got, you got to watch, you got to watch the rehearsal on HBO Max. I, I've started the rehearsal. Yeah. I, I really enjoy Nathan Felder in general. So uh, of course I'm going to enjoy, of course it's one of those shows where I, I struggle a little bit with these shows that are like, supposedly reality tv but like you know it's not really totally reality tv like these guys are like the people that are kind of being made of made fun of are sort of in on the joke i think some of the time i don't know it's uh i struggle a little bit with that concept so i need to just uh turn off that part of my brain and just enjoy it for what it is because in general he's a very funny guy right well not he's he's not a funny guy the, the, the he's conceptually funny i mean i think that he's a very funny like deadpan actor too right yeah. Right. But I mean, that Nathan, for you, I, I, there's not been a show that I've cried laughing as much. Yeah. I don't even think I've watched, I, I should, I don't think I've finished Nathan for you. So maybe that's something I need to do. Yeah. It's, uh, like my wife, my, like my, my wife knows it. that I don't laugh at anything because I, because I was a comic. I, I, yeah. I, I don't get surprised by jokes, but like that, I mean, I'm just off the couch, on the floor, in a field position. Crying hysterically, and 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 it's the type of thing that if you're with a normal person, they don't understand why you find the right. things. This is so just awkward. Hilarious. Why do you enjoy this? Yeah, right. It's like no, it's the re the reason that the fact that he's doing it, yeah, is the like it. It's like you need to you almost need to know comedy to know that like how funny it is. People don't appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very funny show. Just like Monty Python, another. People don't appreciate it enough. Yeah. I've only seen Monty Python once. I can, I enjoyed it. I don't remember that much about it. Uh, you got to see the classics. Yeah. Any, anything uh, anything else DFS-wise? It'll be a short Did, did you want to touch on MMA at all? I mean, uh, we well, have MMA, not been talking what, a MMA. Million, there was a 17 trillion way dupe or something. And Showdown last night right? was a 7 million way dupe. Or, like, dude, God, at, at what point is, are the dupes going to stop? The dupes, the, the dupe bros just win. They they just win winning every. No, we had we actually uh, Cody Main put out a tweet of the first twenty uh, showdown uh, significant showdown slates. We had seven uh, unique winners of twenty. So like that's actually a pretty high rate of people winning by themselves in the first twenty. Right, so, and then the other thirteen were eight million way to eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, those are to be honest. I mean, I think we've talked about this a little bit. If I don't win. I prefer the dupe win. <laughs> like I just that way. I'm like, ah, I couldn't have won this slate, you know? Right, right. That's what I didn't I'm make a mistake. The, right. If I don't have a winner, I want it to be in a 183 way tie because it's like, yeah. Well, I never would have gotten to that lineup. So okay, that's that's perfectly fine. Yesterday, it was a what 1170 way split with two different lineups because yeah. the Dolphins defense and the kicker both had 12 points or something. If you would, if you max entered, you lost half your money. I know. It's like. I... <laughs> Doesn't make Yet sense. people Doesn't will make still post screenshots, times. Neil. They'll post them. Look oh, yeah. at us. We won with no the entries of winning that the entries entered. Like that'll obviously not be there. And then you'll say, "Look, look, we're 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 rolling. We're rolling. The dupe yeah. the dupe bros are rolling." It can be hard to calculate EV, but I think it's pretty easy to see that if you enter a lineup and that lineup wins, everything goes perfectly. Your lineup wins first place, and you still lose money. I think it's pretty easy to see that that's a negative EV lineup. Yeah, no, people are dumb, Neil. People are people dumb. dumb. They see true. that green number. People yeah. fall for the the green number is 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 the profit number, and even though it's less than the number on top, and people go, "Oh, congratulations!" Yeah, right. So people are dumb. If you're gonna learn people anything, if you're gonna learn anything, Neil, from me, if you're gonna learn, if you're gonna if my if my essence could could go out to the world of like, I just want. This to to resonate, even past when I'm dead and gone, is for people to just take like George the George Carlin quote of like, you you know how dumb the average person is. 
Well, half of them are dumber than that. Okay. Right. Yeah. I've lived long enough. I, I know in theory how dumb people are and I still struggle with it like day to day. Like, wait, how, how could you think that? Like logically, how could you have, have that, uh, make that, uh, conclusion based on what you just heard i'm constantly surprised by people but uh hey yeah but I the more you uh, talk to people the more that you really you shouldn't be surprised i know i know i shouldn't be surprised somehow i still am sometimes not always a lot of the time they're just like okay yeah this guy's a lot of people you can tell pretty pretty quickly are kind of dumb but a lot of people hide it pretty well too they, right they hide their they hide their dumbness pretty well yeah. hopefully they're hiding their dumbness in in, the, in my dfs contest exactly that's <laughs> that's the that's the wish uh yeah, but the M- MMA, it was it was such a good card, and then they two fights got canceled, and then only I, I only one underdog won, two no two underdogs two, won, two underdogs shot, won, right? and the worst goddamn play in the slate won, and he shouldn't have won. <laughs> yeah, that the was uh, guy, and I was still, rooting for it at that point. So I was rooting for that because at that point every fucking wi- every fucking favorite had won. So like right. I needed a lineup that had some underdog to win and he happened to be in both of my like two live lineups at that point and then of course i, I learned he uh he failed he, he uh scored one fewer point than the guy who was 500 dollars more expensive right so even if things had gone my way on the final fight i would have been in 52nd place because there was a, a big dupe there so uh yeah that was uh right Sean O'Malley, i had is literally the worst play on the slate yeah based on ownership versus versus whatever and because the name value, that fight. Oh, Sean O'Malley, sixty nine hundred. It's like, yeah, because he's typically a minus three hundred favorite against schmucks. He's step. He's playing facing Peter Yan, and he Yan should have won. That's every everything I read on Twitter was, wow, he didn't win this fight, but Peter, uh, but Sean O'Malley really showed he belongs. It's like literally everybody was like, he clearly lost his fight, but he showed he belongs. Uh, so I made a joke about that, and then like thirty seconds later, learned that he was declared the winner. So that uh, it was, he, uh, Peter Yan was minus eight hundred. After the fight, after the fight, right before yeah. scorecards, minus eight hundred, yeah. and then uh, then looking at that the the you know they do cage mat whatever whatever the source they do the the media the media scores like the thirty media members or whatever sure, all sure. thirty Jan Jan winner well like 29, 28, 30, 27, like so, so you know whatever split decision whatever the hell it is and then like Sean O'Malley was was surprised that he won yeah. I didn't actually watch the fight. That was uh, on the card that you had to pay for. I think it was in the yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, was, I, didn't, I, I didn't buy the pay-per-view. Take a business expense. That's a good point. I should. I should do that. I, ta- I take the, I take all the MMA pay-per-views I buy, and I take them right off the expenses. Interesting. It's MMA. It's that. research. Yeah. No, for and sure. My accountant says it's fine. So, like, uh, I'm not, like, just making it up. He says, yeah. Yeah, and no, I mean, my NBA league pass, even though I don't, I'm, I don't even know if I'm watching NBA. I may watch a couple of games, maybe like that. Take off MLB at bat, any anything related, dude. I'm I'm able to take off my my cable bill. Yeah, I'm entire like so cable bill, internet, everything, whatever. Yeah, business expense. Yeah, I need to I need to start taking advantage of these business expensive expenses. Yeah, well, you got. I don't have any of that stuff. The fact that you would, I mean, either that or move to the biggest plus EV move to make is to move to Canada. Become oh, a Canadian yeah. citizen. Everything's free. Right. Everything's free. Right. You don't have to pay taxes and everything's free. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I think that'll do it. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, people are used to like, oh, it's going to be a two to three hour show. It's like, no, we're doing this every week. That the whole point is that if we did this once every two weeks, it probably would be a two hour show. But now that right. we're doing we have, we have less to talk about just one right. week. We just talked a week ago. Yeah. Right. During football season. Then once football season's over, we'll go back to every other week and everything. So, yeah. uh, so Neil, you, you mentioned at one point you're going to have uh, so, some other guests midweek at some point. Do you have any lined up coming no. up? I, okay. I was going to, but I don't know. When they pop up, they pop up. All right. Right. It also depends on my schedule. They'll, 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 we'll rotate in. We play it by ear. There's no agenda for this show. We just talk. We talk yeah. as DFS players. That's the whole purpose of this. There's yeah. no like agenda. Just it's too diff. If we had a normal conversation that wasn't recorded, it may sound just like this. Right. Right. And I would continually tell you, Neil, people are stupid. Yeah. People I get are it. Stupid. But the, the, if you want to get smarter, you go to Stochastic and uh, and watch uh, and listen to Neil's shows over there, or That's in right. Roto Grinders and watch or listen to the shows on Roto Grinders. Either get both. Write them. Write. Get your subscriptions to both sites. 
Write them off. Right. The theory of daily fantasy sports. Write that off too. Right. Get off. Just write everything off. I'm going to just talk right. right here. Write off. I, I can't do that though. Caffeine. You don't need caffeine for your shows. How would you do a show? No, no. That, that, the only uh, my accountant says the only way that I I could uh, deduct uh, 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 food expenses is if I'm having like a client meeting or something like. Or are you are you having and 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 for audit purposes have minutes for it. Okay. Have some like like, I mean you don't need that, but like he's not going to sign off. Like he's the type of accountant that if he's putting his name on it. Right. It's going to be audit proof, right? So right. it's like he's it's like you can do this. I won't prepare your taxes, but you can do that. Right? right. So, so I so that's why like for someone like that I trust more because if he says that I can take this off, then most likely I can take it off. Or right. I can only take off 20% of this. I can only do that's perfectly fine. Dude, my my yeah. uh, my he, he told me my uh uh insurance like homeowners whatever insurance is a I was like, dude, but I can only take off a certain percent of my like my office space. It's like, it's like, yeah, but you could also do that for everything that you, everything that's part of. Oh, really? Okay, so that's why his his attitude with things is that uh, save everything, right? Save save every receipt. Notes. You know, it's, it's all yep. bank statements or just save any jot down anything anything possible that you spend on anything. Yeah. Then let him determine that, uh, you know, come come March or whatever. And just seems, like, seems like good advice, yeah. Right, just to save everything and we'll determine what it is. But if you don't, men- hey, if you don't save it, if you don't have any type of proof that you paid for it or anything like that, then right, then you can't do it. So you, the, the, your gas bill, your electric bill, you got trash disposal, you got, you, someone came in and mowed your lawn, fine. They, we're not going to take that off, but it's better to have that and me tell you that you, that's not going to be an expense that I, you could write off. But right. you never, you, you, you didn't know. I, dude, I didn't know about some of these expenses. Even when I was doing my own taxes, I wasn't taking off because I'm like, I'm going to get audited if I take that fucking thing. You know what I mean, right. like, like the home, the home office thing, I, I almost never did because of so many people telling me that that's like the number one flag of getting audited. So like, it wasn't, it wasn't worth, like I was deducting so much other stuff anyway that it, Right. Because I had my digital marketing business. So I like I was deducting stuff off for, for that. So it's like, let me, let me just not do the the home office. But once once I once I uh, got a, a LLC and now it's an S Corp, then I then 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 everything's fine because now it's a separate entity. But I mean, when I was just doing a Schedule C, when I was just doing it on my own, where everything was coming to my own social security number, like I was always like I if I got audited, I'd be screwed. Right, because I'm I'm deducting stuff that I'm 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 pretty sure I'm supposed to take off like twenty percent of this. I'm taking off a hundred percent of it, but as long as huh. I don't put down the home office deduction, like I'd maybe maybe and then I never got audited, so nice, that's fine. And this is not tax advice. Yeah. Right? So don't don't listen. Don't don't listen to go go see a CPA. People ask me that, right? They DM yeah. me. It's like, oh, I want a bunch of money. Uh, what's the tax implications and everything? It's like, talk to what are you talking to me? Yeah, I've had that question before too. I direct people to uh, Peter, my my tax accountant, NFT and DS DFS CPA. I don't need, maybe he's dropped the NFT you part don't even now. Know his last know, name. That's how well Peter Kwan. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> it's like yeah, I trust I trust all my finances. This guy Peter with with a with a, a cartoon right. duck as yeah, an right. avatar. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also Rich um, Uter Spa, I think I, I forget what his name Rich is. Rich Uterus. Muter Muter Spa. I'm, Muter I'm, uh, Spa. He, he has a tougher name. He's the other. They work together, and I uh, I send. They do my taxes. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that you're familiar with the people that you don't even know how to pronounce their last name. Muter Spa. Muter Spa is right. correct. I, I just looked it up. Yes. Right. Peter Kwan, Rich Muter Spa. And me, I Good get guess. my taxes done by like a 71 year old guy. Yeah. Right. With with a cane that has an office that and actually has like file cabinets and prints out stuff. Of course, yeah. Right. I can't email, and also I can't email him anything. Oh, no. No, I that mean, would... I could, he'd use his email, but if I have records or everything like that, I can't, he won't, he won't accept email for attachments or anything. Interesting, okay. You know why? Liability purposes? That's absolutely correct, because if his email gets hacked, like, you're, it's not covered by his insurance, Right, so it's like if you have right. files that if you're for your for your your business records or anything, 
we have, we've signed an agreement. They're 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 safe with me, but they're in a filing cabinet. Funny. And if this place burns down, I I will get reimbursed for that. Like I'm not liable for anything if someone breaks into here. Like the insurance company will pay for any damages that you will happen to sue me over if mm-hmm. you needed to. But email, he's like he's basically I don't trust email. Like email, like because I because I tell him it's like I get everything via I, like I get my 1099s and all I just forward them over to you. It's like don't forward. It said print them out. I said really print them out. I said how would have I then what, what this past year I said how you have a printer there? Can I just email you? Uh, because, because I was, it was, I was going to a meeting that day, mm-hmm. and he, and he emailed me and he said, make sure to bring so and so. So I'm like, can I just email and you print them out there? And it's like, no, I don't want you to email me anything. Like, well, yeah, he could do that. Yeah, he has no problem right. doing that. He just doesn't want it in his. I said, you realize you could just delete the email afterward. You could delete it, that it's no longer in your like. And he basically is out of nothing's ever. It's the internet. Nothing ever gets deleted. Right. I think that's true. Right. Digital to footprint. Some extent. Yeah, to some. Yeah. But I almost trust that guy more. Right. Right. He's like he's old. He's old school accountant, right? And he's been and he's been an accountant for like forty years. Not a single business client has ever gotten audited. Wow, that's a good sign. Ever. Well, because he's so fucking into fucking. Do you have, do you have, do you have a receipt for that? Can you just can, can he send you like uh, an encrypted? That's what our our accountants do. They send us like an encrypted think, place dude, where you can upload things. Dude, you have you met? You haven't met this guy, right? Okay. Encrypted. What does that mean? Right. I mean, I barely know what it means too. So so I I follow, but uh, seems safe enough. He just think. I mean, he uses a computer to make the tag. He does. His computer looks like it's from like I think twenty years ago. Right? Yeah. I think it still has a projection as a tube on the monitor or whatever. Nice. Uh, no, no, he is, he is a, he's a fairly recent computer, but I mean, but it's a stand, it's, it has the internet, but he doesn't want you to send anything. Yeah. He prints everything out. He pr- he'll print out, he'll send me books. He does, he does nice work. And then also for, for the payroll, like this, this is what, this is why, 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 why you need these old school people more, more than like the online people. He, uh, whenever, cause every quarter I have to do, uh, payroll because mm-hmm. I pay myself a salary. So the business basically runs payroll that I have to send checks, a uh, Chino to Metro to federal to, and uh, he makes it extremely easy for me that he basically mails me a package and the, pa- and the package has like is, has color coding on it. So like he puts like a yellow, like a little strip of tape, like a little color coding t- tape on all the pages where a signature is needed. And then the, yep. the front page is like, uh, a, the paper clips are on the, everything that needs to be mailed with an, an envelope that is already addressed and instructions. Very organized. Right. And He's instructions underneath that, that says, write out a check for this amount to this thing, mail to whatever with this envelope. And it's like, wow. all I have to do is open it up. And I got like, like four or five little, little things with paper clips. I just separate them, put the paper cl- the little piles there, and go. Okay, first one. Okay, I can. I need to sign here. I need to sign there. I need to write this check and put it into that envelope. Fold this, all this in, put a stamp, and I'm done. And then to go to that, so I don't have to look through it. Like, oh, how much? Who do I send this to? And how much? Like, no. no. Anything that he basically has done everything for you, other than the stuff that he can't legally sign your name and he right. can't write a check or anything like that. But like, here's a package. Here's the invoice. And I also love the fact that he still charges as if it's 1994. Right. <laughs> sounds you know, great. Yeah. Sounds right. perfect. Like, like basically, basically uh, me and me and my, my former business partner went in their digital marketing business. This is the same account that we used mm-hmm. uh, since what, 2010. Uh, and he wanted to go to someone that was more up to date technologically mm-hmm. uh, for his own taxes. And also his, his father has a business. He's involved in other businesses also. So he's okay. like, I want to put this all under. I don't want I don't want him doing it anymore, essentially. Uh, cause he's he's not quick enough and he's not, you know, whatever. Right. Uh and then we got and it's like, okay, maybe we'll just move and have our payroll and taxes done by whoever you find for your other people or whatever. And the quote we got was like like eight times higher. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm staying with Bob, right? I'm staying for that pre- and it, and we we even told the, the other accounting group, 
like we're paying this price and basically basically their 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 response was said if that if are you, if you're satisfied with the the job that they do you ain't going to find anywhere anywhere close to right. paying that amount why yeah why go right it's like, it's like truthfully unless and, and, and unless something is egregiously wrong wrong with what he's doing said i'd probably stick with them <laughs> like like yeah. like if that's your sales pitch of like cuz right. cuz our our cuz our attitude was that like damn that's that's expensive we're paying x and you're charging eight times more. It's like, no, that's... Of course, like, they probably said that assuming that the reason you were going to them was that you were unsatisfied with him. So they were thinking, right. this is a good pitch to get you to switch. Right. Well, that's just... that. That's whatever. That's their rate, and that's what they do. And then, like... Right. I don't know. Is it worth... We don't have a big enough bid. Like, his other businesses are worth doing that for, but not for what we were doing. I'm like, I ain't willing to give up another, like, $1,500 out of my pocket per year. Right just to do essentially the same thing. So it's like, right. Like that's, that's not worth it for me. Once you bundle in all the other stuff that my partner was doing, then I, yeah, maybe I could see that. So that's why I still go to this guy. Right. And he's right. And he's he's like a mile and a half down the road. I could just drive there. Right. And he always wants, and I always have to come. Right. I always have to like, that's (laughs) right. Before when I, I can't do a phone call as far as like, here are my expenses. Here's all my, everything. It's like, no, you're coming. We're not doing this over the phone, because then when I come every year, I need to sign an engagement letter, right? Which says wow. that what he's responsible for and and whatever, and basically we're sworn to secrecy and whatever like that, and everything like that. And once that, and then and then there you go. I mean, like he's he's that type. I maybe maybe he's a, maybe he's like a mob accountant. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he is. He charges way he charges way too little to be a mob accountant. Right. No, it seems great. Stick with him. Stick with Bob. Uh, until he dies, which probably will be. Until soon. he dies. Right. Yeah. Which should be soon. Of course. Soon. Right. Within probably, probably fairly soon. And I'll have to find another accountant. Uh, and he doesn't ask anything about DFS. He do, he literally gives no shits. That's right? great. He doesn't, he doesn't even understand what I do. He, he doesn't doesn't care. Doesn't said as as long as you're getting W2s and 1099s. Right. That makes it easy. doesn't matter. But that said, all, all, is it all you have to do is tell me. Is the thing that, that you spent money on, is it essential to, to for you to conduct your business? And if you say yes, I'm fine with it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. As long as you could say that it is essential for you, right? If it's not yeah. essential, then we have to have a different story. But if you say it's essential, right? If it's, it's, it's essential for you to watch uh, an MMA pay-per-view for six hours and you, and you, and you because it's research, Who's to who's to judge whether or not that is essential? You think it's essential, but if you're gonna tell me that that uh, the Chinese food that you ordered during the pay per view is essential, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> right, right. He can tell that's bullshit. Yeah, you can't yeah. sell me on that shit. That that ain't essential. Yeah. Uh, so we only got uh, we only got uh, two two months. We only got nine weeks to either either yeah. do one or the other. Either make enough money to actually get a ten ninety nine. Yep. Or lose enough money to not have a, as big of a tax bill. Right. Well, I'm already down for the year, so I don't know if that concerns. So I, I just have to make enough money to get a 1099 at this point. No, but the, no, the worst situation to be in is, is be way up on one side and way down on another. Yeah, that's true. That's the worst situation to be on. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to deduct one from the other. Yeah, I don't I might be up on FanDuel for the year now, but uh, not not significantly anyway, I don't think. I think I, I'm 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 up decently on FanDuel, and I think I'm around, maybe a small loss on DraftKings currently. Yeah, I'm somewhere hovering around break even, so, somewhere around there. So it may it may it may actually be the first year in seven years that I don't get a 10.99 from DraftKings. I don't know how many years it's been for me. It's been at least three, maybe four. I don't know. I, I don't remember beyond three years ago. I did have one losing season at some point in the past, like seven years, but. Uh, I'm looking like a losing season this year, unless I can turn it around. October is typically my best month of the year. Uh, haven't had my real breakout yet. Just a week left. The only thing different for me now is that definitely you get a 10.99 from prospects. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll that'll make that that I guess that'll make up for it. I mean, do they send out? To, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't give a shit. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Some some technically, sites. Technically, I still have to pay the tax. Technically, yes, but 
Yeah. If they just say, we ain't going to report anything, then I ain't going to report anything. Right. Right. As, as, that, as my accountant would say, it's like, all you have to do is come to me with 1099. Anything that's been reported to the government, just come to me with. If you yeah. don't want to disclose anything else, don't tell me. Basically, his attitude is, don't. if you tell me, that's a different story. It's like, if you tell right. me. Then he has to, he has, yeah. Then he has to, right. Then, he, then I have to. Right. So if I say that, you know, I made I made twenty five grand, thirty grand on prize picks and they never sent me a a ten ninety nine, do I need to pay taxes on it? It's like, well, I'm gonna either write that money in as taxes or I'm not gonna do your taxes because you just told right. me. So if you don't right. tell me anything, I could sign this and I'm still under yeah. you know I he's his To the best of your knowledge, right? That, right, to the, best to the best of your knowledge. knowledge. Right. Yeah. But he can't give advice because if he says that yes, you made yeah, I'm telling you that I made 30 grand on prize picks and they didn't send in 1099 and then you sign a tax form that doesn't have the, that income recorded. Now, obviously, is anyone going to know that I told him or not? No, of course not. No. I mean, like, yeah. whatever. But he, he seems like the type of person. I don't, he doesn't even want to get involved. That's why I said right. no business of his has been audited. Right. His entire, like, now I now I see why. So it's like, I'll I'll... Maybe I don't. Maybe I I don't tell him about prize picks until I actually get a ten ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a reasonable approach. I don't know. Is that? Is, am I confessing to something? Is this going to be used against me? In the... I have no idea. It sounds like you don't know whether you have won, how much you've won. Uh, so no, no. This is maybe you're know. down for I, the year. I, I don't Who know. Knows? Maybe I haven't won anything. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe I'm down. You could right? be. Maybe I'm just maybe lying. They owe, maybe the government owes you money for your prize picks. Who knows? And maybe they do. Maybe they should. Yeah. I'm perform. I'm performing a community service. Sure, sure. Right. Exactly. I'm, com- I'm. I'm making sure that they have better, better lines, even though they don't. Right. Yeah. Even though they you're don't. Doing, get- you're doing your part. I'm doing my part. I'm trying. And I'm also doing my part by uh, teaching you the game theory of DFS, the theory of daily fantasy sports. Pick up the fundamentals masterclass or the advanced course with the Excel tools at theoryofdfs.com.